You know, Lynn, I walked down, down my driveway and I thought, well, how am I going to get out of this one? And I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Because I always felt I had the free will of a thundering herd of buffaloes. I didn't know it then, but I know it now that Jesus was with me that night and has been with me all my life. But I made it. I made a success out of my life despite the sins that I committed at times. I helped a lot of people as a lawyer that were in need. I always liked representing the underdog, the David versus the Goliath. And I made it, and I've made it clear to people that if that boy was 16 years old with the talent I had, God-given talent, and the skills I had from God and the determination I had, if I'd been in any other country, I would not have made it. I made it because America gave me the opportunity to make it. And I love America. And I want my family and my grandchildren, my grandchildren's children, your children, I want the other people in this country to always have the benefit of breathing the fresh air of liberty that gave me the opportunity to succeed. You don't get it anywhere in this world except America. So I'm in the fight for a lot of reasons. Number one, I love God. I love Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two, I love America and freedom. I love my family. I care about all people. I'm in the fight for everybody, not just me. I'm really secondary. So, Lynn, you, you know, you just told your story. and You didn't get involved in politics till 2020. And I do believe that for such a time as this, that God has brought you into this fight. And, but as you talked, you and I have talked about this. We're brothers from another mother. I was a tech CEO. I never had to get involved in this. It wouldn't have affected me. You could have just retired, gone on away about your business. And, and frankly, it, your, your legacy would have been preserved. The, the, the many decades of serving and doing great things for the people in this country outside of politics would have been well noted. So there's no benefit to me and there's no benefit to you. You grew up poor, I grew up poor. You fought for people that are less fortunate. You don't know why, but you do, because you know that Jesus was inside of you. I'll just say it. For those of you that don't believe, you know yep. that Jesus is watching over you. He's just, his spirit just takes over you, and you just want to help those that are most in need. You feel blessed, and you want to, you want to pass on those blessings. Well, I did, I did one other thing. Uh, when I got involved in the Georgia cases, I realized very quickly, and I had people calling me with information that was credible, that the Secretary of State was a crook, that the governor was a crook taking Chinese money yeah, with the purchase of Dominion, with the purchase of COVID supplies. I knew from another person that the Speaker of the House was uh, a sexual deviant. I knew that the the administration in the state of Georgia was corrupt, and I made it public. I shines light on the darkness. And then I move over to South Carolina with my property. I didn't establish my residency in South Carolina until February 1 of 2021. I had been vocal about telling people to get involved. So a group of people came to me and said, would you be willing to run for chair of the Republican Party in South Carolina? And I didn't want to do it. In fact, the last thing I wanted to do would be the chair of a state Republican Party of any type. But I had been telling other people to do it, and I could not tell people to, to, to do something that I wouldn't do myself, so I was a reluctant candidate. That state convention was rigged. The delegates were rigged. I couldn't get a list of them, so I just campaigned to the people. 
in the process of getting involved in that issue, I figured out evidence-wise that the, the state administration in South Carolina is corrupt, and I called it out. I had received information over the year from credible sources about uh, I had a whistleblower that I believe is very credible. He has not been contradicted. It pointed to corruption with Chief Justice Roberts. It pointed to corruption with former Vice President Pence. It pointed to corruption with Rod Rosenstein. And I shined light on it by publishing the whistleblower's credible information. I didn't say it's true or not. I said it was credible and it needed to be investigated. So now if you stop and think about it, add to the picture that I'm out here talking about the Chief Justice, I think I'll be proven right. I was talking about Pence. I think I'll be proven right. But I certainly had a duty, I believe, as a legal professional to get that type of information out to the public and seek to have it investigated. I've sent it to different agencies. I've sent it to members of the media. Nobody wants to investigate it, but everybody wants to use those accusations of the whistleblower against me as if I made them. I simply republished them. So now I got Georgia mad at me. I got South Carolina mad at me. I got the Supreme Court mad at me. I got uh, Pence's people mad at me. I got the Republican Party mad at me. I got a lot of people mad because I was calling myself Mr. Shaker. I was shaking them up with the truth, trying to open eyes and shine light on darkness. So I guess if you look at that total package coming into where we are now, you can see why the deep state wants to take Linwood down. They're not going to do it. I believe in the God Almighty. The more they try to drive me down, he will build me up. And I know well, this. I think I'm like you, Joe. I will never quit. I've never these seen a fight I didn't lying like. About me. These people, you're, you're more of a fighter than me in a different way, but I'm a legal fighter. But I have oh. all my life, when people said, what do you do? I said, I'm a trial lawyer. I aggressively pursue truth to achieve justice. God gave me an, an ability to almost know truth from lie when I hear it. And so I go after the lies. And I try to expose them in the courtroom. And given where we are as a nation, I have tried to expose them in the court of public opinion. Where we have the right of free speech. My free speech has been suppressed. I was kicked off Twitter. I was kicked off Parler with 1.7 million followers. I was and am now on Telegram where you can see the same games being played with the suppression of numbers and all of a sudden people are getting banned that didn't get banned. It's a different form of shadow banning. So the country is losing its first its Bill of Rights. We are right now being uh, in a situation where if you have an illegal election, people are saying, well, we'll go vote in the next election. You cannot vote your way out of an illegal election, a rigged system. you got to fix it when we got them red-handed in 2020. So I guess for all those reasons, it wouldn't be a, a stretch to say that the deep state, CIA, Illuminati, the people that run the world, run our country, they're out to get me. So they either got to kill me or they got to destroy me financially. They tried that. They got to destroy my reputation. They sure tried that one. And maybe they got to come up with some crazy lie like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I've been after because I think she's a communist. She said the other day, based on what Kyle said, I ought to be put in jail. There's not one shred of evidence to for what? false accusations made against me. Exactly. 
But what they do is they get the headline. Congressman says Linwood should be put in jail. The public gets brainwashed. They don't look to see what that's for. What did he do wrong? They just accept the headline. These people have been engaged in propaganda since the 1950s when the CIA formed Mockingbird. They got caught in 74. They said they wouldn't do it again. They took it off the books and put it under the books and divided Mockingbird into many different birds. This country has been propagandized and brainwashed for decades. They got When somebody has been brainwashed, you can't just hit them with the truth. They won't believe it. You've got to slowly reveal it to them so that when you do pull the blindfold off, they will accept the truth that they see before their eyes. I believe that's what President Trump is doing right now with the country. But I know that I've been trying to do that with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, these people in South Carolina and Georgia. I've been saying, you better look at this. You better see some red flags, caution flags here. Keep an eye on it. Somebody's not fighting to fix 2020. Watch out. They're not on our team. People that are telling you there was a red wave in, in, in Virginia, then you don't need to worry about 2020. They're not it's on not our true. team. There was no red wave in Virginia. Virginia is not a 50-50 state. It's 75-25 like Georgia and South Carolina. But we've been propagandized through rigged elections to believe they're close. So they can raise a lot of money, divide it up, <laughs> assign everybody their responsibilities, then go grab our tax money <laughs> and use it the way they want to. They're robbing the American public. So. So, Lynn, so I've got strong feelings about it. And as one man, can I do it? No, but one man can make a difference. Joe, you know that. And I stand and we with know you. that because one man, one man, Jesus Christ, made a difference, didn't he? He did. So one man can make a difference, and every man should try. I'm 69 years old. This is not the way I wanted to spend my quote-unquote golden years. But I believe that God plans every detail of our lives. So when I wake up in the morning with a plan... I end up getting not the day I planned, but the day that God planned for me. So every day is an adventure. I've been persecuted. I've been slandered. I've been uh, defamed. I've been uh, prosecuted. I mean, I had people telling me I've committed voter fraud. It's, just, it's errant nonsense. So all I know is that as much as I'm putting up with now with the latest slander and lie by the Rittenhouse people, whoever they are, I take the consolation that knowing that no matter how bad it gets on this earth, no matter how much I suffer, no matter how much I'm persecuted, I will be rewarded for it in heaven. Life on earth is one grain of sand. Eternity is every grain of sand above and below the water and every ocean in the world. The grains of sand of eternity are infinite. So I'm invested for the long term. Money has never driven me. I cannot take it with me. In fact, I know that it's easier to get a camel through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I've read about it. Nobody wants to go to hell. I even pray for my enemies, even for David Hancock, who's appropriately nicknamed Fraudcock. I pray <laughs> for him because I don't want anybody to go to hell. God knows the future. He knows who's going where. We're supposed to care about other people. That's the way I try to live my life now. I try to glorify God and help other people. And for that, you see what's happened to me. But I'm still fighting. I'm still standing. I, my foundation is the rock of God. No matter what storms hit me, I stand on solid ground. I'm not on shifting sand. So while it breaks my heart in a way that I know people that 
all my friends abandoned me. No lawyers in Georgia stand up for me. I mean, I've watched everything in my life. I feel like Job sometimes, but that's okay. Because I know that my rewards are in heaven, and I know that this too shall pass. And it does hurt me to, to know that people that already want to gang up on me get to gang up on me some more with this lie that's being told in the Rittenhouse case. I mean, it, look, I'm human. I'm imperfect, so it bothers me at times. I try to put things in a spiritual perspective to keep going. I've got a grandson. I hadn't seen him in almost two years. My kids have not talked to me. People want to say there's something wrong with me. I think my son is being blackmailed. I've got evidence of it. And I think what he's doing and not talking to me has forced them to have my other children not talk to me. And I know that David Hancock has been involved in stirring up trouble and using my children. He's been involved in stirring up trouble in a frivolous lawsuit filed by my former office-sharing law colleagues. Hancock's got his hand in two damn many pies of Lynn Woods, and his day is coming. I don't have to worry about how it's going to be done because my God goes before me and my God fights my battles for me. My God will get the eye for the eye and the tooth for the tooth. David Hancock better watch out. His time is coming. He's not messing with Lynn Wood. He is messing with the God of the Bible. He needs to read it, get on his knees, and beg for forgiveness. I've had it with David Hancock. Can you hear it in my voice? I'm okay. not happy. Hey, listen. And now I'm he's gonna... messing with that boy. Now he's messing with that boy, Kyle Rittenhouse, and his mother. I don't know that much about their backgrounds, but I know they're they're they're, they're middle to low middle class. They are in. They are people that are, can be manipulated. He's already taken that boy out. I've read and put him out drinking beer with the Proud Boys T-shirt on. I think he's setting that boy up. I don't think David Hancock comes into anybody's life except to create problems for the agenda of the deep state. David Hancock needs to be in jail from what I've already heard about him. Maybe God's will will be done and he'll end up there. Only God knows that. I still pray for him. I don't even want the likes of David Hancock to go to hell. This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Sorry, I didn't mean to start preaching. Well, you know that uh, I'm, I'm tired. Not, and, I'm, I, I'm, I'm tired, and when I get tired, the guardrails no. go down, and I just tell the flat, cold-hearted truth. Hey, I remember sitting in front of you, and I said, hey, listen, Lynn, I, I, I'm glad you can pray for your enemies. I'll pray for them after I get done picking their teeth up and putting them back in their mouth. 
And you're just like, Joe, you got to pray for him. And I was like, I don't want to pray for Eric Coomer. <laughs> I don't want to pray for the guys at the minute. He goes, you have to pray for these people. And I go, I don't want to. <laughs> well, that's, it's, because, it's because you don't want to that you have to. Yeah, I know. In order to be forgiven, you have to forgive. And then we have to remember that Jesus washed the feet of the devil when he washed the feet of Judas. Why did he do that? Yeah. Because he loved the person. And he knew the person did not know what they were doing because they were doing the will or acting under the influence of the devil. So everybody hates the devil, but you love the person. You actually feel sorry for them because they're under the influence of the devil. And you pray for them to be saved so they'll get out from under the influence of the devil because the devil's going to take you straight to hell for eternity. Follow God, it's heaven. Do the devil's bidding. Good luck. It's going to be a long time to burn in fire and brimstone in the dark and the, na- the, the gnashing and wailing of teeth where people all around you are on their knees begging for God to save them. It's too late looking up at heaven and seeing their friends and yelling out for them to help them. I don't want anybody to go through that for eternity. So that's why I was trying to get you to even that you-know-what guy, Eric Coomer, who is a communist, who has is, who is created more problems for this country, but God will get his justice with Eric either on this life or he'll get him when he gets to the gates when he doesn't tell him to come in. I hope Eric Coomer finds God. I, I hope he does he wouldn't too. Be my enemy. I, I, if I he hope find, he does if he too. finds God, then he won't, be, he won't be your enemy. He'll be your brother in Christ. Yeah, and look, and that'd I, be a wonderful day. I, when, I was over, when I was over in the uh, Middle East and Africa, there was many times that I found myself in a position where I was up against someone who uh, didn't exactly like me. And I have a friend that frankly wanted to kill me that is now my friend in, in uh, Kenya. So it does happen. You, you are able to forgive. It's just in the, in the moment of it as we deal with all of the, just the gravity of what we're dealing with as a country. And, you know, the 2020 election is a reflection of, as you said, decades of our elections being stolen from us right underneath our noses. But more importantly than that, it's the symptoms, those, the symptoms that have been created by that, like gender fluidity and this LGBT, you know, transgender agenda and recruiting and grooming our children and critical race theory and, and breaking down the confines well, that, of, the, of the family. I mean, all of those things came out of, out of elections that were stolen from us. Well, that, that's because, look, we're talking about the battle, I believe, the greatest battle of, in the history of mankind between good and evil. God versus the devil. And when you talk about it being a communist effort to take over our country, that's what one world government is, one central government. Communism is rooted in Satanism. America was created under God. That's why it's God versus the devil. We don't fight flesh and blood. We fight powers and principalities. God versus the devil. We're in a spiritual battle every day of our lives. God has to allow the devil permission to influence people because he controls the devil because he created the devil. He allows the devil to influence his children because he takes the bad they do under the devil's influence and he turns it into good. He teaches them a lesson that they need to learn to fulfill the task that he created that child to perform. I think he's getting ready and is in the process of letting the devil take over this country in a way that when it's over and God slams the door on the devil, 
after this country has literally gone near the point of destruction, like in the days of Jeremiah. I think he's going to restore this nation when we turn our back, our heads, back, faces back to him. And he's going to put us, having learned a lesson, we will not forget for generations. And I believe America will then fulfill the task he created America to perform. We will live under God in this country, and we will be the shining city on the hill that will lead the rest of the world to freedom. That was our mission. Freedom. Freedom, its most important element, is the freedom to believe and worship Jesus Christ. That's why our country was founded. That's why we were given freedom of religion, freedom to believe anybody you want to, any faith you want to, but to believe in Jesus Christ and not be persecuted. So I think the best is yet to come for America. If we're taken over by the communists and they take me out in front of a firing squad and shoot me, the best is still yet to come for me because I'm going to go straight to heaven. I always say they can't take so away your win, birthday. Win, but well, they, they can't do it. And so, you know, this, this whole thing wraps in the, and stems immediately out of Kyle Rittenhouse. But the Kyle Rittenhouse incident and what he did on Tucker Carlson yeah. is a symptom of the, of, of the bigger problem, the bigger disease. It's just part of the disease that's eating us up right now. And so there's where it manifests right now, and it's attack on Linwood. The devil's decided to go get me with Kyle Rittenhouse. I think it's showing people who people are. That's one of the things that I believe God is doing. He's separating the wheat from the chaff. You're figuring out who's really with you as a true patriot and who is a patriot but a patriot in disguise. The rhino Republicans, I call them communists. They call themselves Republican. They might as well say Democrat. I just say you're communist, either by ideology, financial manipulation, or blackmail. People have no idea of the level of blackmail that goes on in this country. And what this country ignores, not surprisingly, which is ignored by the media, is the true pandemic worldwide and in our country. Child sex trafficking. They are killing our children. They are using them for satanic rituals and sacrifices. Nobody wants to face it because it's so evil you don't believe it. The devil made sure of that one, didn't he? Came up with a plan so evil people wouldn't believe it. But it's happening. There's 460,000 children missing in this country every year. Where are they? Why doesn't the media talk about them? Why don't our elected or selected officials look into it? Because a lot of them are involved in it. When you find out the truth, it's going to shock this country about some of the people that are involved in child sex trafficking including people that are in the patriot movement that everybody seems to love right now. Watch out. Well, you know, Lynn, there's been a lot of people in the patriot movement that I've, I've tolerated and stomached, but I know that it came down to, to one thing, money and fame. And, uh, you know, we, we've, talked about, we've talked about this. We've had conversations about this and how I struggle with people who don't tell the truth. And more often than not, I separate the people that I want to that I want to get next to or or have a relationship with or friendship with based on the criteria that they're truthful. And you know when I was when I was at your when I was at your ranch we we you know I we did not talk. <laughs> we didn't talk. 
I didn't say a word to you. You didn't say a word to me. I walked away. You, you said something uh, reflecting on a certain individual who will remain un, unknown or, or nameless. And I was like, I'm sorry, Lynn. I don't trust that guy. He's not truthful. <laughs> do you remember well, that? Let me tell you, that it's, <laughs> I do remember that. And, and you've, got a, you've got great discernment. I, I think the problem that I realized, and it took me six decades to realize it, is that I assumed that everybody thought like I did. Yep. That everybody was going to Amen. be truthful and honest and have the good in mind. Well, let me tell you something. I should have known earlier what I know now. The gates to heaven are narrow and the gate to hell is wide. There are people out there that will lie to you. I have had like Dave Hancock who came here to work with a boy named Jeffrey Wobig. I think they were planted. He initially by Steve Wynn. I found out later was been a CIA operative all his life. That's how he stayed out of jail, snitching on other people in Vegas. I represented him for a while. I'm glad he fired me. I wish I'd never represented him. But I can tell you this. Dave Hancock says, Lynn, I'm so close to finding Jesus. I believed him. I tried to talk to him. I learned later he was surreptitiously recording my conversations. John Pierce came in. I'm really close to finding Jesus. I found out about his checkered past after he was announced as being a lawyer for Kyle. He has tens of millions of dollars he owed coming out of drug rehab. I said, John, I'm going to stay with you if you keep your nose clean. Maybe you're on the road to redemption and you can win the Kyle Rittenhouse case, and that'll be a blessing from God. Old John wasn't on the road to redemption. John was a liar. He was still trying to steal money. I don't know whether he's still involved with Hancock or not, undercover. I don't know. I don't really care. But I know Pierce turned out to be something other than he represented himself to be badly. Dave Hancock came out to be the same. They played me because they knew I loved Jesus and I wanted to help other people come to him. These people are con men. They are frauds. They are liars. And one of them is right there right now. Probably, if you found out, it was sitting off camera because I noticed how Kyle would continue to look over, particularly when he, he talked did. about I me. He did. I mentioned it this morning. I, I, I bet you if we could take Tucker Carlson's little deposition, I'd like to cross-examine him. I thought he was my friend or at least a friendly person. I'd like to find out how that interview got arranged. I'd like to find out when it was conducted. I'd like to find out who was sitting around when it was taken. There's well, a lot of things that don't make sense about that interview, and I'm going to tell you candidly with pure speculation. Now that I look back on it, there's a lot of things that don't make sense about how Lawson, I'm not saying Lawson, but John Pierce got me involved with the fight back deal. There's a lot of things about the Kyle Rittenhouse incident now that don't make a lot of sense. And there were a lot of things about that trial, the little parts that I saw, that didn't make sense to me as a lawyer. So I don't know if we're part of some bigger side, black hat, white hat. I don't know. Time will tell. Because I believe that every word in the Bible is true. I believe that every lie will be revealed. I think we're living in a time of revelation. When we learn the lies, we're going to repent. There'll be a revival in our country. And then I believe there will be a period of restoration. That's my faith. So, so I don't I, know I, it, but I believe it. And, and, and Lynn, I just want you to know that I'm just grateful to be your friend. I'm grateful for the opportunity that you've given me, um, just the, the hours that you've given me. Because there have been a couple of times that I've been in a really dark place. And I'm calling you and I'm like, Lynn, you're like, Joe, don't worry about it. <laughs> 
And not dark, dark, but dark meaning you're just angry, frustrated. You look at what's happening in our country. You look at the fact that people are focused and you have people like Chris Christie and others and Mark Meadows saying, hey, let's not even worry about 2020. Let's look forward. It's because they know that uh, all the evidence is there. All of it's there. You ask, you, you ever get a chance to take Mark Meadows' deposition, you ask him about a phone call I placed to him when he was still chief of staff. I ripped his rear end because I had heard that he told President Trump the election was not stolen. I don't know how I got his cell phone, but I ripped him for a good 15 minutes. People around here, me here at Tamale that heard it went, whoa, what was, who was that? I said, that's the chief of staff of the president of the United States. And that was a 7.5. I got a 10 in me. Truth is, Joe, I got a 15 or a 20 in me if I need it. <laughs> I've got whatever I need inside of me right. to accomplish what God wants me to accomplish each day. I try to urge people to remember that Jesus said, focus on the day, tomorrow will take care of itself. What did he mean by that? Tomorrow's already planned. There's nothing you can do about it. God planned the history of mankind from beginning to end. He knew the end when he created the beginning. Only God knows the future. God planned this country, this lifetime, our world on earth. He knew the end when he did the beginning. He plans every detail of our lives. He knows the end when he creates us. So what he's telling you is focus on the day. Do the best you can one day at a time. God knows you're imperfect. He loves you. He forgives you. He gave up his son to show you how much he loved you and would forgive you. Do the best you can. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's already planned. Don't worry about the past. There's nothing you can do about it. And a lot of that was planned or allowed happen to teach you lessons so if you look at that in terms of your life and you know that you do the best you can one day at a time make sure that your salvation is complete it doesn't really matter what happens tomorrow does it if you know the end when it happens and how it happens is irrelevant it's just that you know the end so i believe that in my own faith that this country is going to be taken down further I hope it's sooner as opposed to later. I think the country's reaching a breaking point. I think there's still some things that have to happen. I believe the president is trying to hold together a unified nation or put it back together against the propaganda that he was going to coup the uh, country with the military when he lost, which they knew he was going to allegedly lose the rigged election. Half the people that voted for him probably would say, well, if the military came out and said he got the vote, they go, oh, no, Trump's trying to take over the government. I think he's got a plan. I think the military has a plan. We can debate that another time, but I know this. I know that God has a plan. He does have a plan. So if we take one day at a time and ask him, tell us what your will is for me today, he will tell you. Now, he's not going to walk in the room and say, here's your plan, Lynn. We'd have a heart attack. Plus, he tells us from the time he left and the time he comes back, we have to walk by faith, not by sight. But he's with us. He's inside of all of his children, the Holy Spirit. So if we ask him, he will answer. If we seek, we will find. If we knock, the door will be opened. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, Truth. and the light. People may not agree with me. That's their right, freedom of religion. I show them grace. I agree to disagree. But if I have a chance, I'll try potentially when I have a chance to talk about Jesus 
or I'll try to let them see how I treat other people. And maybe they'll say, well, what makes Wood such a nice person? Well, he loves Jesus. Now, listen, and this you is live one great thing. I didn't always live my life that way, but I lived That's my okay. life essentially that way because God was preparing me for the time when he would tap me on the shoulder that he chose when he created me to say, now it's time to go to work, buddy. I've been teaching you and preparing you all of your life for the task that I created you to perform. Now let's get busy. Then he sanctifies you, rebirths you into the spirit world, and off you go to do his job so that when you see him and you hit that knee and you declare by your tongue that he is Jesus Christ, the Lord, he will look up over at you, and I pray every night he'll say, well done, my son, well done. Come on in. And then he will give you a jewel on a crown for every good act you ever did. Your bad acts are burned. They don't go with you to heaven. And then when you get that crown, you will take it off and you will set it at his feet. Because everything good you did came from him and goes back to him. He gets all the praise, all the glory, all the credit. And then I tell my friends, once you set the crown down, he's going to probably go up and say, okay, Lynn, let's party. Because God's a cool dude. I believe that 100%. He, he has a great sense of humor. And Lynn, Watch out for people that don't have a great sense of humor. And Lynn, when you have conversations like this, and we talk about, we talk about Jesus, we talk about God, we talk about just you know, divine intervention and prayer, those aren't all things that you can have in the mainstream media. They don't want to talk about those things. They want to strip because they all satanic. that from our society as a whole. They want to strip it. It's all it's all satanic. God versus it the is. devil. It people is. people hear about evil. Moses parting the Red Sea and they go, "Well, God parted the Red Sea. He did, but how did he do it? He had to get Moses to raise up his arms and put them apart. Moses parted the Red Sea on this earth." But Moses was able to do it because he had inside of him the power of Almighty God so that his will can be done. God's will shall be done on this earth as it is, it in, is heaven. in heaven. From the time he left to the time he returns, God's will is done on this earth through his children. He knows who his children are going to be when he creates us because he knows the end. He knows who's going to hell. You're chosen. But you have free will free will to be influenced by the devil if you're a child of God so he can let you learn good from it. God only acts for good. If you were born as a child or created as a child to go to hell, you mean nothing to God as a practical matter. Without God, you are nothing. I'm nothing. With God, I'm everything he created me to be to fulfill the task that he created me to perform. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to obey him. Because I wanted to say, well done, my son, well done. So the country can look at it as bad as it is now. Maybe it's going to get worse. But when President Trump said the best is yet to come, the best is always yet to come if you know Jesus, because heaven is always yet to come. Going to remind everyone that this podcast is also sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CD21, CD21, Charlie Delta 21 to get up to 66% off. It's the best promo code that MyPillow has available. Listen, Mike Lindell is a patriot. It's a great American company that employs a large number of American workers. 
Shop American. Get your family members or friends a fine MyPillow product this year for the holiday season for Christmas. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CD21 to get up to 66% off. But I do believe, based on my analysis, is I like to look at things that are factual and make sense out of what doesn't make sense. I believe that this country itself is going to see the best yet to come sometime, hopefully, in the near, very near future. That's not to say we're not going to have some tough times ahead, but I think that we're going to transform and restore the soul of this nation. I hope in a few months we're not going to have to worry about locking your car or locking your house. America's going to be safe again. God's getting ready to take action so that you're going to know for the second time since Jesus rose from the dead and walked on the face of the earth, we're going to know that God is real again. He likes the numbers three to work in. Seven's his perfect number. The third and final harvest is when he comes on the white horse with a sickle in one hand and a sword in the other. This is the second harvest, I believe, as a matter of faith, which means that when this is over, we're going to know that God is real. We'll probably exalt President Trump. I bet he'll end up on Mount Rushmore. But we will know that God did it because he is a jealous God and he wants all the praise and all the glory. So get ready. Get your faith ready and then watch him work. Lynn, Lynn uh, we're, we're at the end of the time where it will record, and I want to make sure that everyone gets um, the ability to see this in its entirety and listen to you in its entirety, and I'm hoping that um, I'm going to come down and visit you very shortly, and we'll get a chance to uh, you know get out here with everyone again and, and have this conversation, but I want you to know that um, you know th there's actually a, a verse that I want to read if I, if I can, and then I'll give you the final thought. Um, and this is uh, John 15, 18 to 25. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would have loved you. It would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teachings, they will obey yours also. They will, treat you as, they will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. So you just think about that when you think that they hate you. You're in really good company, Lynn. And I just want to tell you that I'm very grateful for our friendship and I'm grateful for the man that you are and for the courage that you've shown and the commitment and just the unselfish service to your fellow man, not well, just here, but around the world. Well, you're kind. I am who God made me to be. Whatever I am, it's who God created me to be. Everything I do, if it's good, I give the credit to God. If it's bad, thank God he forgave me and he used it to teach me a lesson. We serve an awesome God. So sometimes when I sit here at night and I get teary, and I keep getting attacked and lied about, and I watch my whole career be destroyed, I remember what they did to Jesus. 
They spit in his face. They cursed him at eye level when he was laying, hanging on that cross on the tree. After they had given him the worst beating that any person has ever sustained and then killed him in the brutal death of crucifixion where they drained every drop of blood out of his body. And he had healed the masses. He had performed miracles. So compared to what he went through, to what I'm going through, my persecution pales in comparison to that suffered by Jesus, who was God on earth in the disguise of his Son. Our Lord God, the creator of everything, came to this world on a donkey, a man of love and peace. When he returns on that white horse, he will come as a God of wrath and vengeance. So the people that want to ignore him and mock him and belittle him and persecute us, pray for them. Because if they don't find him, it's not going to end well for them. That's why we pray for people even like David Hancock. I didn't talk as much about Kyle, but I know that I'm telling people the truth. Kyle is important. But everybody's individual salvation is where we need to focus on because God created this nation and only God can save it. Just like God created us and only God can save us. So we got to always keep our eye on Jesus. And then it is what it is because it's already planned. Thank you, Joe Altman, for all you do for this country. God and bless to the you, people Lynn. listening, I want, I want you to know they are the government. Yeah. Remember this, the people in this country, we've been led to believe gov- government and our state capitals and D.C. tell us what to do. That's not right. We've been brainwashed. Lincoln said it best. We are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. In the United States of America, we the people are the government. They should be doing what we tell them to do. we got to turn it around. I pray and believe that we will. But it takes everybody, so the people listening to this podcast, you are the heroes, too. You are the patriots. Whatever you do can make a difference, so give it your best one day at a time. And then wait for God to act. He will. Lynn, I want to thank you for joining us. I'll have you back on again, and I will see you very soon. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I, I know I'll talk to you on Thanksgiving, but I'm, uh, I want to tell you the one thing that I'm grateful for and I'm thankful for is our friendship. And, um, you know, it... it, it uh, yeah, well, we win this. God wins. We know how it ends. So thank you. We do. God's already won. He's already won. So stay strong, speak truth, and be fearless. God bless you, Joe, and happy okay. Thanksgiving. God bless you. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood is probably one of the people in my life that, you know, he's he's always right. <laughs> So I've learned not to argue with him, but uh, he's also got just this amazing spirit and his amazing faith, and he believes in God, and he lives his life that way. And so, I would tell you to that, that you know this him going through all of these things and having a chance to just speak openly about what happened in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. He spent 45 years serving the community, serving people. And he was a litigator. He was a trial attorney. And if you know anything about it being a trial attorney, it's not like going and, and filing a, a divorce case or filing. Being a trial lawyer is, is a lot of work. You have to think on your feet. You have to know what you're doing. And to excel and to do well at that particular uh, profession, it's an art. 
but it takes a lot of integrity and it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. And he has definitely shown that dedication to both you and I. And so I I'm going to just ask you to please share the message that you just heard um, and become an advocate, become an ambassador for truth. And so when people say that Linwood is something that he's not, you stand up and say, you don't know. I wish that this story and that, that this uh, interview with Lynn would actually get to Kyle. So maybe if you want to pick it up and drop it off on Kyle's doorstep or, or you know, share it with other social media environments that may get to him, we've reached out to Kyle. I'm going to take it and send it over to um, Tucker Carlson and have Tucker Carlson listen to it as well. Um, but, you know, you know listen, it, it is... It is a battle. It is a battle between good and evil. It's a, it'll get, it's a battle between the liars and the truth tellers. And I'm going to stand for the truth. Lynn is going to stand for the truth. And together and collectively, we can take back our nation. We just have to stop believing that they're winning and start understanding we know how it ends and staying on that path and staying disciplined to that path. So listen, God bless you all. And um, we're gonna, we're, that, that's it for the Conservative Daily Podcast. I don't know all the other stuff because Max usually does this, but we're on Rumble and Apple Podcast and subscribe to our Apple Podcast. Leave us a review if you'd like to. Um, and sign up for our text alerts. And sign up for our text, text alerts. Freedom, <laughs> F-R-E-E-D-O-M to 89517. You'll get alerted when we are going live yeah. and with special updates. Uh, subscribe to our email newsletter in the links in the description as well. Uh, we are on most major uh, podcast platforms. Um, so God bless you all. Yeah. Um, Joe, Thank anything you. Thank before you, you sign producer. off? Now, hey, listen, um, stay frosty. We'll see you tomorrow. We've got a great lineup of, of guests. We will have Lynn back on. Have an amazing Thanksgiving. We will see you tomorrow, and then we're going to take off on Thursday, although I may do a special message. But uh, stay in the fight. We are going to win this. We know that God wins. More importantly, we know that this country, the sacrifice came before us, is too important to let it be wasted on these communist, um, I was going to say something bad, made you say it. No, I'm not going to say it. We win. We're not going to be a communist nation, right? So screw those pieces of trash. I had to say it. All right. God bless you.